Phantom Audio Publishing presents The Black Rock Coffin Makers, adapted from the short story by Louis L'Amour. And now, a special introduction from Louis L'Amour. It was wide open range country when the first white men came. There were only buffalo and a few Indians, and contrary to general opinion, there were vast stretches uninhabited by anyone visited only occasionally by hunters or wanderers. There are wide areas of plains country where he never went. Those stretches were too far from water in many cases, and dangerous for men on foot. Most of the American Indians were hunters and food gatherers, only a few were planters, and even those did not depend upon crops as a primary source of food. Cattle ran in thousands of the plains of Texas, or in the valleys of California, which was the second largest cattle area in the Union. Until the Civil War ended, there had been no money on cattle. They were killed for their hides and tallow, the meat left to rot. During the Civil War, the cattle in the eastern states were killed for food, and when it ended, there was a demand for beef, and the great cattle drives began. Men got rich from driving cattle. There was grass everywhere, and the land belonged to whoever could control the water holes. Land without water was useless. So men moved in, settled on the land, and began to raise cattle. Then the homestead laws were passed, and the so-called nesters began to settle in the west. They chose water holes and filed claims, and the cattlemen suddenly saw their vast empires in danger. Naturally, they fought back. No matter that the nesters' claims were legal, they drove them out when they could, killed them when they couldn't. In any event, there was trouble. The best known of such fights was the Johnson County War in Wyoming. Recently, a motion picture was made about that war, but it had no relation to fact or to history. No Russian immigrants were involved. The men on both sides were Anglo, Irish, or Scotch. The invaders financed by the cattlemen, were driven out, but nobody was ever brought to trial for the killings they perpetrated. Stories such as the Black Rock Coffin Makers happened, and happened too frequently. The West was wild, and such men helped to keep it wild, but also in the end, to tame it and turn it into a peaceful country it now is. Where the buffalo and the Indian used to roam, where the cattle wars were fought, there are now universities and hospitals, as well as farms that can feed half the world. The first cattlemen in the country, of course, were Mexicans over the border, and we learned nearly everything we know about the cattle business from the Mexicans who were already doing it in northern Mexico and in Texas. And then some Anglos began to come out there and settle in the country and establish ranches of their own. And all that was necessary to gather big herd was to have a, a running iron and a rope. A running iron was a type of branding iron that you could make any kind of a brand with. They later became illegal. You had to have a stamp brand. But in those early days, they used a running iron. And they would uh, get out with a rope and catch a steer and put the brand on him, and then catch another one and put a brand on him. And this continued, and this was how the big ranches were built. Later on, when some of the cowboys tried to do that on their own, they were considered rustlers. And a lot of our so-called outlaws actually began in that way. They had lots of different methods of branding cattle. They would sometimes use a cinch ring that held between two sticks. You know, a man who was a good rewrite man could do a good job with a cinch ring and a couple of sticks. He could make any brand he wanted. Also, sometimes they would use barbed wire, twisted in any form they wanted. But there was a lot of rebranding going on in the plains. But a man would gather uh, usually about 2,500 head of cattle for a drive, sometimes less, but that was considered the biggest number you could handle with ease. There were herds that were up to 3,000, 3,500, but they were too big. And when they sent a much bigger herd over the trail, they would break it up into small herds of 2,500 each. That would be handled by about 12 to 14 men. Uh, usually there's somebody riding point. That means off in front. 
then there were flankers, and then there was somebody riding a dead-end trail, riding the dust, the drag. There are several stories about how cattle got started in Texas. Of course, they were brought in by the Spanish. But there's one story, a very old story, that isn't generally known, about a, um, a man who brought in several shiploads of cattle and horses. And he had been given about a third of this, what is now the state of Texas. He was a young Spanish gentleman. And he decided to move over here and make this his big estate. So he started up through the country, and at every stream, he dropped off a stallion and a couple of mares, or a bull and a couple of heifers, and went all over the country doing this. He put out a quite a lot of stock, two whole shiploads of stock, scattered over the country. Then he went back to Spain, and his future wife told him, No way, I'm not going to leave Spain.